This podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy.com. Enter hitched749, all one word, to get your .com domain at $7.49. Again, hitched749 to get your next .com domain for $7.49 at GoDaddy.com. You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well... It's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined once again with the fabulous Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, for those tuning in for the first time, uh, Noel is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, and is also the author of nine best-selling books. But wait for it. She just put out a tenth, so I'm sure that will make it ten best-selling books, but we'll get to that in a, a little bit here. Uh, today, however, we are going to talk about how to deal with a complaining spouse. So I'm sure none of you have to worry about this, but you know, if there is the off chance that you have a, a complaining spouse, uh, we got some answers for you today. Um, you know, some people it just seems, uh, Noel, that they are just natural born complainers. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, they they may be very nice people and very nice spouses, but they complain a lot, and their husband or wife. Uh, can find that at times difficult to live with. Well, yeah, because, you know, it could seem that all you hear all day long at work or, or PTA or wherever is complaint, right? Complaint, complaint, and then you come home and guess what? All you hear is more complaint. Like, <laughs> how come you got home so late? Or I can't find the remote. Or why aren't the kids in bed yet? Or did your mother have to come over Saturday? I mean, the list can seem positively endless. Yeah, and and unfortunately, we can't just tell our spouse to zip it, right? <laughs> Not unless you want to be headed straight to the board court. That's right. <laughs> Besides, frankly, if you tell a complaining spouse to zip it, you know what they're going to do about it. They're going to complain about that, too. Yeah, of course. But, but what you can do, and, and you know, we're all about solutions at Hitchmag, so what you can do is start discerning legitimate complaints from grounds. Okay. And so, I mean, what do you mean by that? What are uh, legitimate complaints as compared to grousing? Well, let's start with grousing. You know how some of us were raised in households where there was lots of yelling, but it didn't mean much of anything? It's just how everybody expressed themselves. Mm-hmm. And then some of us were brought up in households where if you raised your voice, it meant that the world as you knew it was about to come to a terrifying end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, quite frankly, it's the same thing with legitimate complaint versus grousing. Grousing is a habitual pattern of self-expression. And it's usually something you picked up from your family of origin or maybe your peers at school, that kind of thing. And and it doesn't mean much of anything. It's kind of like a background murmur that reassures the grouser that they are paying attention to things. So now, other folks had non-complaining families where if a complaint was voiced, it was serious business to be tended to immediately, and there really wasn't such a thing as grousing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, so, but uh, 
I guess if you come from that family that was uh, quiet and they never raised their voice and you've married somebody who came from that background where raising your voice, uh, whether they were complaining or not complaining, was just a way to uh, be heard. How, how, yeah. do you, how do you separate those two things if you are not accustomed to that? Well, we're actually going to get to the part about legitimate concerns versus grousing a little bit later. But when it comes to yelling versus not yelling, which, which is actually a big one for a lot of people, uh-huh. it, there's a period of adjustment where you, if you're the, the non-yeller, you're usually the one feeling much more pain because yelling will seem cataclysmic to you. Yeah. And so it's part of that process that you go through in the first six months to a year of marriage where you say, okay, I'm, I'm scared to death because you're yelling at me. And the yeller is going to have to develop some sensitivity to where they can either start yelling less or say, no, 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 I, it, no, I'm just, this is just the way I talk. It's okay. It's nothing. If it was something, I'd let you know. I mean, that's, that's part of that. Who are we? Yeah, okay. You know, and, and how do we deal? But frankly, the one who feels the pain is the non-yeller. Yeah. Because the yeller is just sort of, you know, being him or herself. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just like, hey, I was just letting you know we're out of toilet paper here. And exactly. I'm not- <laughs> and, and, the, and the non-yeller is, is quivering in, in the corner. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know? so it's, it's more of an adjustment thing. Okay. So, I mean, so if, if, if you're the non-complainer and your mate is the grouser, uh, you may think every time he or she complains, it's serious and, and merits your immediate attention, but that's, that's not the case. Exactly. And that is where the non-complainer's frustration sets in. See, if you're a non-complainer, you probably think you have to fix everything your grouser spouse is going on about. Mm-hmm. But after the first few hundred fixes, you're likely going out of your little mind because the complaining part doesn't stop. So there you are, you're doing your darndest, and it's not enough. Ever, 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 ever. And I, I'm very familiar with this one, Steve, because, <laughs> oh, my ex was like this. And I was a non-complainer, and he was a complainer, and I really did run around trying to fix, 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 thinking, okay, um, this is, you know, can be handled, whatever. And, and it took me a long time to figure out, nope, it's just, it's a method of expression. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so h- how do you deal with it then? Well, the way to deal with it is, is, you know, first of all, to focus on all the great things you love about yourself and pretty much ignore their grousing the way they ignore their own grousing. That's so much background noise. You just kind of nod and go, mm-hmm, or I don't know, honey, and, and let it go. And just let it go. Because when, you, when it finally clicks in your brain, like it did for me, that, wait a minute, this isn't about problems. This is just muttering. It's kind of like, I don't know, birds chattering in the trees outside. It's just muttering. And so, you know what? I can just tone, tone, down, tone down the volume on the muttering and let it go. Uh, I mean, so letting it go, however, might be really hard for some people. Oh, yeah. As a matter of fact, it's very hard to do it anyway. I mean, this is the part that you were starting to get at earlier, and, and I kind of delayed you because I, I wanted to kind of set more of a background first. But this is the part where you need to distinguish legitimate complaints from gross. Because if you're the non-complaining spouse, you'll only have peace of mind if you know you're taking responsibility where it's appropriate. So when you hear the grousing, you got to ask, well, is this something you want me to 
do something about? Is it something you'd like me to, you know, to, to help with? And most of the time, from the grouse, we get, no, no, I'll handle it, or some such, right? No, it's mm-hmm. nothing. Once in a great while, however, you will get, yeah, can you help me with? Or whatever. And then you, as a non-complainer, have a choice. You can either say, sorry, hon, I, I really can't. Or, sure, I'd be happy to. So it's it, from the complainer's side, all right, it's yeah. hopefully becoming more sensitive to the fact that your spouse is taking all of it like it's World War II about to arrive. Sure. You know, i got to clean up the mess, bombshells are happening, or whatever. And from the not, non-complainer spouse's side, it's learning to weed out the background noise from the stuff that legitimately needs work. And honestly, the only way to get to there is to ask, just ask, honey, I hear you muttering a lot about, or I hear you talking a lot about, is this something you'd like me to help you with? Is this something you, you would like us to talk about? You know, any of those good communication kind of engagement, engaging yeah. questions. And, and if what you get is a, no, <laughs> almost <laughs> surprised, you know, then shine it on. And, it, and you could say at that point, you know, honey, it, it, I, I don't always know the difference when it's like it's not a big deal when it's a big deal so you can help me out with that I mean that's a conversation the couple can certainly have yeah. right but the non-complainer has to learn to just let it go if, it, if it's a now I'm, I'm fine and then believe it I mean we most of the behavioral change that we've been talking about is from the non-complainer um, is it too much to ask the the quote unquote complainer to kind of tone it down when they actually don't have a beef. I mean, I realize that these are people who were raised in households where raising their voice and being heard was their way to effectively communicate. Mm-hmm. But now they no longer need to do that. Is um, is it is it fair to ask them to you know don't you know tone it down a little bit? I mean, particularly because the, the spouse, the spouse, I mean, the spouse knew what they were getting into, assuming they didn't have right. a shotgun wedding. They met one weekend and were married by the end of it. <laughs> so th- I'm assuming that wasn't the first time that they heard them raise their voice. But after, you know, after a couple years, you might think to yourself, why the hell are they still yelling? Right. Well, it's certainly, I mean, it, I think that you can never control what another person is doing. It, it's hopeless. Mm-hmm. But you can try to wait, raise their awareness. And, and that's a series of conversations or a series of, of times when you say, you know, honey, it's hard for me to know what's really bugging you and what isn't. If you could maybe when it's not really bugging you, bring it up a little less. Mm-hmm. In other words, just try to raise their awareness of how it's impacting you. I mean, that's, that's you know, the basic of, basics of, of um, active listening and communicating in a way that doesn't make blame the other person. Yeah. Right? It's saying, this, this is how it's impacting me. Right? I, I'm confused. I, I don't know what I should be paying attention to and what is kind of you. And, and it would help me out if you, you know, kind of the stuff that's just, just kind of muttering is muttered less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and raise their awareness of how it's making you feel. Because that's really how we, how we learn to live together. Yeah. It's not by demanding, stop muttering. It yeah. doesn't work. Or, you know, stop grousing. Stop. You, can, you try doing that with your kids and your dogs, but it yeah. doesn't work very well with your mate. So I think um, we've talked about this probably a hundred times, finding finding that time when you're not in the heat of it to have that conversation Absolutely. and just say, you know, this morning when you 
yelled at me to that we were out of toilet paper. I thought it was World War II, and really you were just trying to inform me, you know, right. and then attacking it later yeah, on down saying, the line. You know, honey, it's, it's really hard for me not to react with, with anger or fear or run away from you when, when you're yelling about the toilet paper. Yeah. Um, I, I, I really appreciate it if um, maybe you could, like, make an effort to tone it down. And I like I like how you threw in there about um, a- adding how it makes you feel too because oh, if, you, if you just come back at them and just say don't do that they're not gonna absorb why but if you let them know how it makes you feel they'll understand that it's not that that it's annoying you that it's having an, a, a real emotional impact on you exactly and that is actually the key to an awful lot of successful couple communication is let the other one know how you feel because that's what matters. Yeah, and nobody—I mean, nobody in a loving relationship w- intentionally wants to make their spouse feel bad. So, no, no. or be scared of them. Yeah, no. <laughs> even worse. Oh yeah. Um, Noel, this has been, of course, another amazing, fantastic podcast. Um, but I think we've—I think we've done a pretty good job of addressing this topic, at least for now. So, thank you okay. so much. Sounds good, and thank you so much. Um, before you guys tune out, I want to give you some info. Um, as I teased at the beginning, Noelle has put out a new book. Um, this is a little uh, business-centric, uh, but you know, I know everybody out there has jobs, and uh, if you are a boss of any kind, trust me, you'll want to pick this thing up. I've read it, and it is awesome, and it has some really, re- I mean, it's obviously really well-written, but it's got some really smart, good, helpful information in here. The book is called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. You can find it on happyemployeesequalprofits.wordpress.com. Again, that's happyemployeesequalhappyprofits.wordpress.com. There's uh, also a Twitter and Facebook page. Um, I should mention this is an ebook. Uh, which makes it really convenient to get it on your tablets and your smartphones. So if you have just a couple minutes here and there, you can pull it up on your iPhone, read it on the Kindle app, and uh, you know bookmark it and continue reading it later. It's it's awesome, honestly. You should definitely check it out. Um, Noelle, of course, is also the author of nine other best-selling books. Her two other most recent ones are your man is wonderful and dangerous relationships uh you can get more information at noelle's website uh www.noellenelson.com uh you can for her other your man is wonderful book she has a website dedicated to that yourmaniswonderful.com um noelle is on facebook noelle is on twitter i am on twitter at hitched media Uh, You can, of course, get all this information on hitchedmag.com. You can check out past podcasts and, uh, yeah, just lots of really great information. So um, check it all out. If you do get Noelle's book, uh, leave her a comment. Leave some some feedback so that other people know how how great a book that is. Help her out. Um, And uh, I don't think you'll be disappointed. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time, Noelle. Thank you, Steve. Okay, and that's going to do it this week. Take care, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife who's home. Yo, Adrian! I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express 
love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.